Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in Season 4. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, D. Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now, for today's show, let's get started. Good morning, everybody out there. Uh, You know what? We usually do these podcasts in the afternoon, but schedules and days and everything just seem to run together for at least me. I don't know about you, but I think we're probably all in this, as the phrase goes, all together. So we are now broadcasting this morning. It's 11 o'clock here on the East Coast. And as we have been talking about everything that, well, I won't say everything COVID-related, but it just seems to be what dominates the whole issue every time that we have a conversation with anybody. Today, you will not listen to me only again. It's it's kind of one of those podcast week where I'm not a by myself this week. Great thing to know. Anyway, Steve Hansen. Steve, are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me, Jay. Well, good deal. So uh, before we get into this very far, um, let's let everybody know who you are, what you do, and and why you come on to the podcast today. Well, uh, uh, as Dave said, I'm Steve Hansen. I'm the co-founder of uh, the janitorialstore.com and myhousecleaningbiz.com. Myhousecleaningbiz.com is a membership website that services the residential cleaning industry. So what happens is that uh, residential business owners, they come to our site and they join as a member to get the, get access to our resources and, uh, and tools that we have on the site. And the janitorial store? The janitorial store is for commercial cleaning businesses, uh, business owners. And uh, we also there, they uh, can join there and have access to uh, hundreds and hundreds of documents. We've got tools, bidding calculators. Uh, we got training videos. Uh, we got actually two LMS uh, learning management systems. Uh, one's Clean Smart University, and then the other one's a CSU Business Library, where they'll find um, actually thousands of uh, training videos. Now you know what I was talking with somebody and, and told them who was going to be on the show today, and they said, "Wait a minute, aren't they a competitor of the academy?" <laughs> So I guess we need to address that before we get any further, Steve. Well, sure. Well, you know, the thing is, is that we all have something to bring to the party. And just like you, just like the Academy, you know, the Academy does things that the janitorial store in my house clean biz doesn't do. So that's why it's always a good fit, you know, to, to be uh, partners with each other, uh, because we do have something to bring to the table that the others don't. So, and the bottom line is, and I know Dave, you're like this, our, your only concern is about your, your members and your students. You know, we're bringing information and uh, tools for them so they can be successful in business. And that's really the bottom line. Well, Steve, I think that's right. I mean, you know, I've been in this industry for over 45 years and uh, I can remember back in the eighties when I ran my own building service contracted business, I tried to put together a group of like-minded businessmen so that we could enhance the, well, the value that we brought to the industry. It's a very difficult thing in the cleaning industry to get people like-minded to actually work together. They seem to be, well, let's see, so competitive that they don't want to recognize each other. And I think uh, in this time and the date, what we find now, we need to join together instead of pull apart. Yeah, that's true, Dave. So what are we here to talk about today? Well, uh, we want to talk about the, you know, what's going on because we have the the coronavirus that's uh, 
<clears throat> peak Dick's ugly head up and has changed the way that uh, cleaning companies clean. Now, as most of you folks that are listening, you know that it affected the residential side of the industry pretty hard, uh, you know, to where a lot of the people that are doing residential actually have put their businesses on pause because their customers have put things on pause. Uh, there's some that may have lost, you know, 80%. I, w I shouldn't say lost, but uh, where they had their clients put, put their services on hold about 80%. You know, and it, it varies for different different companies. But, uh, you know, that's what we're going to talk about is, you know, what uh, what's going on and, uh, you know, how are the residential folks going to be able to come out of the come out of this on the other side, uh, uh, you know, and be in business? Well, here at the Academy, and this is the thing, the synergies that we're talking about here is we focus, you know, primarily on commercial businesses of all sizes and well needs you know we really don't deal with the residential um and we do have customers that come in that are in the residential business and are now starting to take some of our courses because they want to learn more of the commercial side and it seems to me steve they're asking do we really know what we're doing because they've been using well what i call home remedies mm-hmm are you yeah. seeing this change? <clears throat> yeah, that's that's the same thing. We we see it all across the board for residential folks. Is that you know some will use a janitorial supplier and use commercial cleaning products. Uh, others will have their own re uh, home remedies. Um, others are using green cleaning products or uh, eco friendly products. But uh, we started seeing a transition probably a couple of years ago for the residential folks as as to moving in over to and adding commercial uh, services to their business. But, you know, that that's always been a question that a lot of residential folks would have is that, well, I'm using this type of uh, cleaner over in my residential. Can I use it over here for commercial? Well, then the question is, well, well more likely, yes, you know. Well, the thing Harry is, is the, the, and I mean, you know, I've uh, I've done my, my fair residential cleaning in my career, but predominantly it's been industrial or commercial, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, do we really want to prescribe residential cleaners to use commercial products, or is top job Mister Clean and Pine Sol okay? No, I think they should use a uh, professional grade uh, products. The they have. I think here's the misconception that most residential cleaners have. Um, because if you bring up the subject of an SDS sheet, they'll say, well, they don't need one because they're using home cleaners. Well, and that's not necessarily true. Uh, if you, if they were to look at the, what OSHA considers, uh, they, uh, the use of residential or home cleaning products, if they're used as in which a homeowner would use them, the frequencies and so on and so forth, that's fine. But these residential cleaners don't. They're typically cleaning multiple homes per day, uh, which means that if, uh, if for them to, be, to meet standards and be within the law, they need to have SDS sheets for all these products. So a lot of them don't think about that. Well, they are a commercial business, Steve. So therefore, they, you know, the reason we have SDS is worker rights and no laws because, you know, they have workers that are they're, that they're paying. They're a commercial business, regardless mm -hmm. of what establishment they're cleaning. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I think it's just, the, it's just the mindset. And I don't know how that ever got established, but, uh, you know, but that's something that, uh, that we do. You know, we just help educate people as to, you know what they what they should be doing and and uh, rethinking uh, their processes. So as we're talking to people here live on Podbean Live this morning, you know I want to I just wanted to kind of go over some things. Is there you know as you said I don't know how to get started, but there seems to be a feeling that there's a different set of rules if I'm cleaning homes mm -hmm. and I just have a lady or a gentleman. Uh, cleaning a couple of houses and then they go home and they're only working part-time. Um, have you found special rules that we don't know about? No, there, there are none that I know about. You know, it, uh, like you say, you know, they are uh, commercial legal businesses for the most part. I should, I should say that because now there are, you see this even more so on the residential side of the cleaning industry that there are people that are not licensed 
uh, are not a legal business. Uh, and that's really the biggest competition that the professional house cleaners have. But with that, you know, no, there, there are no special rules. Uh, you know, there, um, you know, I think every, everybody, first of all, has to abide by safety laws and uh, employment laws. Uh, with that being said, there are, like I say, there are some that don't follow these rules. So let's talk a little bit about the fear that people are having. I mean, it is a pandemic time, and you said 80% of residential cleaners are, are suffering in some way or another. Um, is this a fear situation that they're not getting professional education and they don't know, or are they just listening to the rumor mill and um, making up their mind? Well, and I think that, in my opinion, that's what I believe it is. You know, Facebook uh, has a lot of influence, and there's a, if you were to do a search on residential cleaning, there's an awful lot of Facebook groups. You know, Facebook is great. You know, it, you can find some good information, but there's also a lot of bad information. And that yeah. really is what feeds into things. Um, and a majority of, of folks, that's what they, because they, they, they don't know what they don't know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, are believing some of the things that they're reading and being told on Facebook. Okay, so let's help them uh, learn a little bit this morning then, Steve. I mean, that's why we're here. Sure. <laughs> yeah. What do they need to know then? Well, they, first of all, they, they have to understand the chemistry of cleaning. And again, you know, it goes back to us talking about, you, you know, uh, using uh, home cleaning uh, products versus, you know, commercial grade products. You know, when you get down to it, we all have to understand, you know, what is, what's, a, uh, what's an all-purpose cleaner, what's a detergent cleaner, you know, what's a, a, a solvent, and what's, what types of different disinfectants are out there. So that'd be the first thing that I advise people is to, you know, get educated on the chemistry of cleaning. So you understand what different types of chemicals there are and how, the, how they're used and how, how they can damage surfaces. Well, not only damage surfaces, but, you know, as we talk here at the academy, you know, the frontline person, the one doing the work, that's the first person we want to protect. So as much mm -hmm. as anything, uh, chemistry can harm the people as well as the surfaces and this is what a lot of i find residential cleaners whether they be contract business or whether they just be a private individual cleaning a couple of homes for their neighbors they just simply don't take the time to understand that's true you know and um it's interesting how many do not uh wear proper ppe personal protective equipment such as gloves safety goggles uh, it's very common that i often see that Generally, when I'm reviewing a website of a residential cleaner, often they've got photos, and they're, they're uh, <laughs> generally stock photos, and or if they do have any of their own team, I always notice that they're always missing important PPE and while the person has a spray bottle and a cloth in their hand. See, it sounds like you do what I do. You know, photos speak volumes of words, and people simply aren't paying attention. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, as you probably already have seen. I mean, mm -hmm. daily, hourly, I'm always dinging somebody for the fact of what they're showing in a photo. Uh, is that being too critical? I don't think so. You know, when, when we start talking about the subject of safety, I don't think you can be too critical. So the, the, the thing is, is what the perception is, because it's something that I can use at home off of the, the supermarket shelf. There is no PPE, but we know differently. And that's what we want the, everybody to understand today. Second thing. Uh, the other thing is uh, training is so important, you know, let alone uh, um, knowing your chemistry, you have to know how to properly clean. You know, so when you're going through a home or a commercial building, doesn't matter. You know, you have to understand that there is a process to it. And in order to be the best cleaner, you have to be efficient. So when we're doing our training, we have to make sure that our, our people that we're training understand that you're going to move clockwise or counterclockwise. or You're always going to be moving in a circle. You're always going to be cleaning from top to bottom, back to front. And, uh, you know, if you practice these, uh, these standards, you're going to be a more efficient cleaner. The, the one thing we do not want to do, doesn't matter if we're cleaning a home or an office, is that we do not want to backtrack because that costs us time. 
Well, as you say that, one of the things that we do commercially that uh, as a result of COVID is that we have been informed of a protocol of actually how to move our cloth or wiper or tool, if you will. And it has come to light that, uh, at least for us professionally, that we need to move in a side-to-side motion instead of a circular motion, which is very hard for most of us to grasp. Uh, You know, I've been doing this for a very long time, and, you know, we just kind of go any direction with our wiper that we want. Mm -hmm. And what they're now telling us is that if, in fact, there had been a COVID situation that we could, and we don't know for sure, but we're trying to err on the side of caution here, that if we go in in a... a circular motion with our wiper that we could stir it up and now make it airborne. So they're advising that we mm-hmm. move in a back and forth, left to right. You know, these are, these are details that residential cleaners just never hear, never see. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I lost you there. No, no, that's uh, the phone's ringing. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, so, you know, the thing is, is this is the differences. And, and I think uh, one of the things that, you know, we've done is here at the Academy is we do all of our education through live uh, remote um, because things are changing so rapidly with the information with, with COVID. And then of course, you know, it's like this, these infections have been around and are everywhere. And, you know, people are talking about all of the businesses, and how, you know, involved in everything. And I'm thinking, you know, all of these people and businesses are going home and it comes from home back out. And mm-hmm. we've, this is, this is a side of it that I don't see people talking about. Yeah, that's true. You know, and the, 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 the thing that we see on the residential side is why so many of their clients have, have canceled service for now is that they're afraid of the cleaners bringing something into the home which is understandable, but they still have the fact, as you just said, if they still have some people that are going out or going on location to work, they're still around and about and they could potentially bring it back home that way too. Well, you know, I had a a student in a class here um, uh, just a few days ago and at the end of our seven hour uh, remote learning course, the lady says, Oh, I have a, I have a situation. And I really wish you would have asked the question far earlier in the class. But she says, um, I, I, I clean residential homes. Um, and, and in her case, she cleans residential homes on the side mm-hmm. instead of her main business. Kind of the opposite of what you're talking about this morning. But she's got a, uh, a lady that is coming home from a hospital that had C. diff and covid is recovering and being sent home and the folks, uh, the, the homeowners, the family had actually had a pest remediation company come in Mm -hmm. and spray the house with disinfectant. And she said, from what I've learned in your class today, that wasn't sufficient. Mm -hmm. Sounds like she's not. Well, yeah, she's scared to death. She says, now I've learned what I needed to do. And I think this is the other thing that's happening. And this is what we're talking about. Had that person come back after the trauma of what she's went through and, you know, she had it before she left. Mm-hmm. She's went through this, re, you know, uh, um, survived it. And now they didn't take care of it right. And this is what we're now starting to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, uh, you know, that's a big, big issue out there because of the uh, of people not being properly trained or don't have the knowledge to perform the, the service correctly. So our job, yours and mine, is extremely important as we go through this. Do you, do you feel, and, and I, of course, this is uh, kind of an opinion, you know, that we're talking about right now. Do you feel that we're going to see a difference in the qualifications and the certifications required to go and do these services? Oh, I absolutely think so. I think what has happened with the COVID is that um, 
it's really opened up people's eyes to, to cleaning and the importance of cleaning for health. Um, so we know that I think more and more people, and we already see it, that are asking for uh, some type of a certification. You know, do you have this certification uh, such as, well, uh, you know, uh, doing electrostatic spraying, for example. Uh, we've had some of our members uh, asking that, uh, you know, they had clients that asked them if they had certifications in order to do that application. Well, obviously, we know that the academy has that training, so that's where I'm sending them. But, you know, that's one thing. And the other thing that we'll, we're seeing is in uh, your scope of work, you know, that's going to have to change too because, you know, we're going to have to do our routine cleaning, but we're going to have to go back and do our disinfecting also. So those are the areas I really see making a difference. So as you see these 80% of the people that are without um, jobs to occupy their time, are you seeing an upturn in the um, student population or taking classes? How is it going for you? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we're seeing. Uh, you know, our, the certifications that we offer, um, well, last month we had 84 uh, students come through. Um, so, and that's quite an uptick. Generally, we're, you know, 25, 30 uh, will come through per month. But, uh, you know, that's what we've seen. And uh, we're probably going to continue to see that. And, you know, uh, a lot of people, that's what they're saying is that they realize that they can't go service their clients, but this is a good time for them to, you know, to create more systems and get educated on processes. And that's what well, we've think- been harping for quite a while. Yeah. Well, yeah, Steve. I mean, we both have been, if you if you will, preaching uh, that this is needing needing to be done, and uh, we feel very uh, sorry the fact that it takes uh, uh, what seventy two thousand deaths worldwide now, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, to uh, you know to actually get people to wake up and listen. Thankfully, they are listening. Thankfully, they are coming. Uh, yes, I understand what you said in the numbers. So we usually do 40 to 50 people a, a month, and uh, we did uh, a little over 320 last month. Oh, so, no. yes, I, I and I and and the thing is, is here we are. We're only what less than a week into May, and you know we've got probably a couple hundred already registered for classes this month. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of wondering. Are we when when you know we're we're seeing a relaxing of the protocol or of, of the um, confinement? You know, this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you think that your home house cleaners are going to be started to be called back because people now want to make sure that they're taking care of themselves? Are they starting to realize this yet after they've been home for nine, ten weeks? Well. You know, we've we've been uh, again. We've been preaching to them to have a plan in place for when that green light does get turned on, that they can go back and service their clients. They'll be ready. But you know, as I've been telling people, it's not necessarily up to the government or anybody else. It's going to be up to that homeowner when they feel comfortable enough to have that residential cleaner come back into their home and for, provide service. So. One of the things that, you know, we've been suggesting is that exactly just have a plan. Tell your customers exactly what your process is going to be when you come to service their home. You know, what are you going to do before you enter the home? What are you going to do with your equipment, you know, between homes? Is it going to be clean and disinfected? You know, what are those steps? You know, inform your clients about this uh, so it will hopefully put their, their minds at ease. Well, it was funny how uh, we were going to be talking about this. I, I was taking my early morning bicycle ride here. Um, I've got a bicycle trail and I'm trying to get out and get my exercise. And I saw several of the Molly made cars leave because they're, they've got an office real close here. And I was thinking about that at the time. How, how many times that these vehicles are just brought back, parked, all of the tools, all the dirty rags, all of the dirty equipment just sits in the car until the next morning, and then they just jump in the car with a few new things and take off. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that happens quite a bit. You know, you, most company, most of the residentials uh, will have a policy as which when you come back, you're going to restock your cart. Um, and at the same time, you know, some of them also have programs in place to where the, all your, the equipment is uh, uh, cleaned and disinfected, so they're ready for the next morning. 
And then again, you know, between homes, uh, a lot of them, what they're doing is rather than bringing vacuum cleaners into the home, they're using the homeowner's vacuum cleaner. So that eliminates one tool that they don't have to, you know, clean and disinfect. But they have other handheld tools and things that they'll bring into the home and they'll want to make sure they continue to do that. So, you know, I think that as much as we would like to see, so I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, Steve, you know, we're on Podbean Live this morning and it's just two guys, you know, general having a conversation about it. You know, I'm thinking maybe some of the advertising videos or marketing material that should be put out is actually showing what they do between jobs. Uh, because I think this is what people don't understand. They don't, you know, if I always tell people in our classes, if it's worth doing and it's worth doing right, then it's worth marketing. Well, I, I, I totally agree with you, Dave. That makes perfectly good sense because all of the marketing and videos that you see are people uh, performing tasks and it's not, you know, what they've done to prepare to enter that home or take care of the equipment that's going to do any cross-contamination. But isn't that just as much a task of operating a safe business as actually doing it within the home? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think, I think some uh, companies are probably missing the boat as, as far as that marketing opportunity to help put people's minds at ease. You know, they're not showing the education classes that they go through. They're not showing uh, how they launder their wipers and how they uh, stage them for the next day. Uh, if they are doing this in between clients, well, you know what? Hey, everybody's got a phone. I mean, you, you mentioned Facebook. Facebook loves selfies. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, a yeah, self video of them doing it in between. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud here. Oh, yeah, that, that makes perfectly good sense. You know, and I have seen some people that have posted, well, in fact, they're actually uh, – uh, certificates from the academy that they've taken courses. And I've probably seen, oh, four or five that have been posted on uh, Facebook. Uh, but I haven't seen anything else. You know, I haven't seen a lot of companies doing that, uh, which, you know, uh, they should be. Well, I mean, you know, this is just as much as, you know, uh, uh, wearing a pair of booties on your shoes before you walk yeah. into a house, or do they walk in with a pair of gloves and a mask on? Yes. You know, and that's, these are all good points because, uh, you know, we're seeing uh, the gamut. Uh, some companies are not wearing booties. Others will wear booties. Uh, you know, others will have the policy that you have to have your glove and your mask on before you enter the home. Um, you know, so uh, again, I guess uh, because this is relatively new to everybody that there are no really uh, 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 common practices, you know, within the industry. Such is the challenge that you and I have. I've been working for almost a week now on an enhanced restaurant uh, program for the for the food service industry. And they're saying, can you bring to us what we don't know? And it's as you said earlier, Steve, what we don't know, we don't know. And so that's your and my job is to bring about that expertise from our viewpoint, not just from their industry viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's why uh, I enjoy what I do because that's exactly it. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get people to think, to think in the end, uh, in most cases, think outside the box. Well, we know that people aren't going to follow everything that we put out there, Steve, right? No. Right. Right. That's fine. But, you know, uh, uh, we hope that a uh, majority of them uh, do take uh, take heed in, in some of the things that we talk about, especially when we're talking about safety. You know, uh, that's I just think that's so important. That's why I, I you know, I, I preach about it so much, you know, uh, you know, always having proper PPE, you know, SDS sheets and and just having a, a, a protocol for for what you're doing to keep your workers safe. Well, and I think you just hit on it. That's why I'm writing this protocol. Uh, I should say I am. I'm just saying I'm the key point person on it, you know, uh, mm -hmm. not just one person. But uh, it, it's like, you know, you, you feel that there is a responsibility on our shoulders now that we haven't felt before because, well, quite honestly, people weren't listening that, that much. Yeah, I, <laughs> you, you hit the nail right on the head, Dave. 
you know, and, and uh, at least now we've we've got people's attention. Well, the COVID COVID nineteen's got people's attention, and in, in retrospect, you know, it's eyes on us. And you know, which is an interesting point because we see about a lot of the frontline workers and what they're doing. That's fantastic. But we don't see a whole lot about cleaning companies that are going out there and fighting this, uh, you know, head on also. Um, and I, I know there's a, a few cleaning companies that just feel that that's, you know, yeah, that's probably not right. You know, where's where's our credit when we sh- when we deserve it and so on and so forth. Yeah, I have to I guess I had probably have to agree with them. But, you know, again, I, I think uh, myself, I, I like to be uh, just in the in the background. Uh, you know, to me, it doesn't matter if I'm if I get the glory or not, because I know what I've done, you know, to contribute. So, well, Steve, I guess that's where you and I might slightly differ just a little bit. I, uh, I am an advocate of just singing our praises from the freaking mountain top and making sure everybody knows it because I, I believe that that's the reason our industry doesn't get the credit is because we we're just by and large, I've been complacent all of my life. I've been mm-hmm. sitting in the background, and I think, you know, we're just as important as uh, any of the other f- uh, first responders out there that are doing their job. They get paid the same as we do. We all have a, a responsibility. Um, you know, the doctors and nurses are on the front line of saving the life once it's infected. But, you know, I coined a phrase many years ago, almost a decade ago now, and uh, trademarked the phrase, I am a janitor and I save lives. Um I've been criticized for that statement, hmm. but I've also, you know, I've also said, you know what, I believe it 100% and I'm going to back that up as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's the point of, you know, this is where we all have our different roles to play, right? Absolutely. Yep. Well, so, I, you know, I, there, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, you know, well, I totally agree with you that we, we do need to uh, pat ourselves on the back. Um, I guess what I was saying is that for myself, uh, I don't, I don't actually, I don't, I don't look for that recognition because of what I've done, but as the industry, I totally agree. Yes. You know, we, we need to shout it from the rooftops and we need to get the recognition that we, that we deserve because of what we do. But as an individual, uh, that's not important to me as an individual, but as an industry, it is. Oh, I want to, I, I don't, I don't want to mean that I'm trying to get accolades for myself. I, that's not my point. My point is mm-hmm. um, I want to make sure that everybody recognizes who we are, what we do and the value. And I think going to what you said a minute ago, if we're doing these things, then we need to let people know because I don't think many people really realize that, you know, Hey, a cleaner could be taking care of their tools and their stuff in between uh, houses. I mean, who would have? Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. I mean, who would have known that if 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 somebody doesn't tell them? Absolutely, absolutely. What do you see? What do you see in our future in the next six months, Steve? Well, I think that uh, I don't think we're going to be back 100 percent in six months. Um, this is going to be a slow, slow process of, uh, of coming out of this. And again, you know, I, what I see is that, uh, people are going to have to change their way of thinking, you know, they're going to have to take this time to get education, uh, and develop these systems and processes. So they have, uh, have all these things documented, uh, so they can train their, their team. So everybody's on the same page. Um, you know, so those are the things I see, and the, the customers themselves are going to, you know, require that we have the knowledge that, that we should have to in order to go into their home or office and perform, uh, you know, uh, safe cleaning, uh, cleaning and disinfecting. It's definitely, like I said earlier, it's going to affect the scope of work because there's so many companies out there that have not been cleaning for health. And now that's, you know, going to come into play uh, big time, I think, for those folks. I'm going to take just a short break here and let everybody know that we are on Podbean Live this morning. We are sponsored and powered by Gym Supply, where they've been providing um, cleaning supplies since, well, 1930. 
We are very happy to have them as uh, a support and a backing because uh, that gives us the ability to have these podcasts and these chats with different industry, well, influencers, if you will. Um, let's shift over a little bit because you do the commercial side as well. And you, you mentioned the standard operating procedures, the FOPs that were, that's going to be coming out. How do you see the commercial side of things, well, transitioning? Because I think that um, budgets have always been the big issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, budgets are always going to be an issue. But also the on the commercial side, uh, all of the commercial facilities and uh, uh, managers and owners and so on and so forth, you know, they all have to realize that if, if – if they're going to ask their cleaning provider to step up and start cleaning for, for health, which means that it's going to uh, take a little more effort for that, for that cleaning company, that they can't continue to do it at that same price. So, you know, so they're going to have to, you know, <clears throat> you know, give a little bit. Um, and the, the cleaning business owners, you know, they're going to have to rearrange their scope of work and or in some cases, they're going to have to adjust the frequencies. Uh, I think that's where a lot of the facility owners is, uh, is what they're going to have to uh, decide on. You know, if they only have a three-day-per-week service, are they going to go to a five-day-per-week service? But, uh, you know, I think that's going to be the big debate as to, you know, what, what can a person uh, offer of value um, with, with staying within the budget. So do you see the day of the day porter coming back? Oh, yes. Yep. In fact, I've, I've already seen uh, a lot of that uh, picking up probably in the last three months. And, and how do you see that uh, playing out? I mean, is there going to be a different role rather than, you know, a person running, you know, a, a case of, uh, copy paper from one place to the other, like you see mm -hmm. so much during the day, like at schools and stuff, where they're doing non-cleaning tasks. Do you see that we're going to be seeing them now do, you know, instead of out going out mowing the yard, they're actually going to be doing something uh, task-orientated? Yes, yeah, and, and <clears throat> that's what I would, uh, that's what I hope will happen, you know, because I know a lot of uh, uh, <clears throat> cleaning business owners have had these discussions with their clients you know, about the tasks that, uh, that the day porters are performing. Um, and because as you said, Dave, you know, they keep on getting pulled away from their, their, their regular tasks that they should be doing, which is cleaning, you know, cleaning and disinfecting would be the case now. Uh, and, and they're just having them, you know, run over here and run a, a bale of paper over here or, or do some other type of task that uh, is, is taking them away from what they should actually be doing. And which affects the budgets, you know, because now some of these uh, facility owners are coming back and saying, well, you know, why can't we get this, that, this, that, and the other task performed? Well, and it's quite obvious because you're taking the day porter and asking them to perform uh, non-essential duties as, as, as it pertains to cleaning. Well, because I've worked in education and we're very strong in that, even still with our, our um, programs that we teach here at the academy, I have been asked about how do we go to our management and tell them we can't mow the yard and take care of the leaves and, and do these outside things. We've got to take care of the inside. Do you think that that realization is going to happen um, organically, or do you think that these service providers are going to have to make that happen? Well, I think the service providers should make it happen. Um, they get... I just feel that you have to make it real clear, no matter who you're servicing, what your tasks and responsibilities are. You know, and that's what you're paying me for. Um, if, if you're going to pay me to complete this scope of work that is cleaning related, then that's what I'm going to work on. If you start pulling me off on these other side tasks, that it, it's just not going to work. So do you think that we now are looking at a new age of recognition that will also bring about a different budget, or are we still going to have to fight that at the same level we were before? Yeah, I think we're still going to be fighting about, uh, fighting about budget, but 
uh, I believe what's going to happen is that the scope of work is really going to be uh, make the difference as to where and what we're spending our time on for the for the amount that the person's investing in service. So as you and I both have uh, job bidding and workloading classes that we teach and everything, um, I have a feeling that we're going to need to augment those some. And I think that building service contractors or in-house providers now need to take a listen a little bit more carefully. Am I off base here? No, no, they, they will have to. You know, again, it's all about the the scope of work. We can only do so much with with a, a possible budget that that uh, that we're trying to meet. So then something's got to give. Well, you're not the only one that's mentioned frequencies, Steve. Um, are they? I mean, I guess you know the question is: is as you and I have have the challenge of of well coaching these folks along. You know, it, I, I told somebody, I said, you know what, we should be washing our hands every hour. And, uh, you know, we should be doing this on an every hourly basis. I said, how in the world am I going to do that? Well, that's a mindset change first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's gotta, the hardest we, thing. Yeah, we got to break the bad, the, the bad habits. You know, so when, when we do have... Uh, you know, our PPE on, PPP on your know, gloves and stuff like that there, we got to stop touching our T-zone in the face, um, you know, and, you know, people commonly <laughs> do that quite often. So it's yeah, just a uh, matter of cheating habits. You know, I was talking with a doctor from Australia yesterday afternoon, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he was actually stating where I had I'd heard we, we touch our face up to 19 times an hour. He says, no, mm -hmm. that's incorrect. It's between 19 and 45 times an hour. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. You know, that, that so. does make you think about it, doesn't it? Yes. Yep. So as much as, you know, and, and I think this is where we, we find ourselves is because you and I both deal with a lot of people in a lot of different situations with a lot of complicated issues and now literally life-saving and life-threatening issues as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, uh, the world has changed. The new norm will not be the same as it was. Um, you know, you're hearing of, of different organizations that will cease to exist. Big ones that you would never have thought before. Um, the landscape of what we do is going to change. Yes. Yes, it will. You know, what's interesting, and I, I know we're live here on the air, but I'm, I'm uh, proud to say uh, I've always loved the cleaning industry. And I guess there's two reasons. One is I like the satisfaction of being able to take something bad and make it good again. Never mm -hmm. could that be more true than where we're at today. Mm -hmm. And the other is, is it's always been fairly recession proof. This is true. It's Very fortunate true. to be in the position we're in, Steve. Yes. Yep. You know, because, uh, you know, we've had some of these uh, situations in the past that have raised their ugly heads and we're able to, you know, survive those. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a it's a great industry. Um, you know, and uh, sometimes I'll have people ask me, well, can you actually make a living doing that? <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've traveled the world and, uh, you know, my wife always said that that's the house that toilet paper built, uh, <laughs> you know, cause I was in the, the, you know, the distribution side at that time. Yes. And, yes. uh, and now of course we're both in the education side of things. Um, are you finding any of your, um, members fighting the supply chain battle? Oh yes. Quite a few of them. Yeah, it's either uh, no PP, uh, no gloves, uh, no mask, obviously, uh, and uh, chemical. You know, obviously the some of the uh, dis disinfectants uh, people can't get their hands on um, because that's what everybody did. You know, is when this came about, they all put into went into the cleaning and disinfecting mode, 
And yeah, there's a lot of them that, uh, that don't have those items that had to actually, you know, cut back on service because of that. While there's others, I have to say, that just continued uh, providing the service and putting their employees uh, in, in arm's way, in my opinion. They should never be sending out anybody to do any work if they don't have the proper PPE or equipment. Well, they shouldn't have been doing it before. Uh, mm -hmm. Influenza, norovirus, SARS, MRSA have always been there, always will continue to be there. We mm -hmm. should not have been doing it before. I think that the supply chain is going to see maybe a relaxing as we move through this. But, you know, Steve, as I've, I've been listening to it, you know, we're not so sure the round number two and three aren't coming still yet. Yeah, I, uh, I'd probably have to agree with that. I think, uh, you know, in some areas we're, we're pulling the, we're turning on the green light too fast. Um, you know, and I know that, you know, it's, uh, the economy is in a tough shape and so on and so forth. And a lot of people are hurting, but, you know, uh, you know, if we have a second or third wave come through, uh, it could be a lot worse than it is right now. You know, I heard, I had some people say, well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to wait for a few months to order that because uh, when this relaxes, you know, then I'll be able to get it. And I keep trying to tell them, folks, I don't think that this is going to relax for the rest of this calendar year. We're going to be into next no. year before distribution chain even gets back to anything what we thought was normal. Uh, am yeah. I off? No, I totally agree with that statement. I, I do. It's, it's going to take some time. Um, I, I think, you know, what I'm trying to say here, Steve, is it's not a marketing employee to get you to go buy product. Go buy your product now. Get in line. Get in the queue. Get the allocation because, um, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not one of those people that's an emergency prepper, you know, that goes and mm -hmm. stockpiles yeah. all kinds of things. Well, for one, yeah. I live in a 38-foot motor coat, so I don't have a lot of room. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't do a lot of prepping, but even, even at that, you know, I'm not one that's, uh, you know, really feels that they need to do that. On the other hand, if I'm running a business and this goes a certain way, do I want to be able to say that I've got the tools and the stuff for my people to go out or do I want to go, well, we can't go do it because I can't get supplies. I wasn't prepared. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, they need to they need to be on the list at least, you know, with their multiple suppliers. And I've always told people that is to have more than one supplier, you know, because uh, you don't want to rely on just one. And uh, that way too, it also keeps them honest. <laughs> well, I think the I think the thing is is as we're talking here, you know, I I. I champion other people in my field, and I'm in the education field, uh, protocol, certification, knowledge, skills training. You know, so you doing what you're doing in the north, me down here doing what I'm doing in the south, and a few others we both know around the country, mm -hmm. um, you know, all working towards the same goal, and that's putting more educated people out there on the street. Yeah, yep. Yeah, there's a good gr group of people out there that have a lot of knowledge, and uh you know, it's a uh, uh, heck. It's even it's even an honor to be mentioned in the same breath as those folks. Uh, they've been at this a heck of a lot longer than me, and uh, they they like I say, they've got a lot of knowledge in areas. It's just uh, mind blowing when you have a conversation with them. Yeah, I don't, I don't think in this industry that there's a lot of very unique information. We all repurpose each other's information with a little mm -hmm. different, a uh, little different spin, a little different take on it. But, yes. uh, you know, you and I are talking this morning, some of the same words as we hear everybody else talk. Yeah, of course. Steve, it's been a pleasure having you on. Is there any last things you want to do or say before we uh, let you go for this morning and get back to, well, our normal routine, whatever that might be? <laughs> sure. Well, I just want to say thanks for having me on, Dave. And, uh, I hope that your listeners, uh, you know, picked up a few nuggets uh, through our conversation and, uh, you know, uh, uh, be safe. Thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure having you on. And uh, remember, uh, if you want to get anything as far as the residential cleaning, if you want to get any advice, Steve Hansen, and uh, we'll put the show notes here on our podcast today. We'll give you the links to Steve's organizations and, uh, Maybe they can help you out. I know. Uh, let's see. You're up in Minnesota, Michigan. 
Yeah, Minnesota. Yep. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're still a little, we're still a little cool rather than our uh, ninety yes. degrees we have here. Yes, it is. Yeah, and I didn't need to hear that, Dave. <laughs> uh, so at least we're not mentioning that white stuff right yeah yeah thankfully yeah i actually can see some green uh green out there but yeah i think it was uh in the low 40s uh overnight but and i think today's high is gonna be 62 or 64 degrees I, so yeah I, I won't say anymore <laughs> yeah well, maybe someday I'll be fortunate and we'll be able to do exactly what you're doing. Uh, that's always been uh, uh, one of our dreams, you know, uh, is to uh, get the RV and and uh, just travel and, and work out of it. So maybe someday well, we'll you, do that. Steve, you know, the thing is, is I made the decision about four years ago to leave Missouri and uh, take my RV, bring it down here, park it, uh, take on the job to run the academy. And it's... Uh, been a, a very good career choice uh, like you one of our long-term goals is to get out there and be able to uh, run the country and go from campus to campus as we're building them around the united states uh, so i always ask people two questions before i let them go and since you're new to our podcast uh, i'm not gonna let you go with without asking okay where were you born born in La Crosse, wisconsin Ah, you're a northern boy through and through. Yes, yep. Yeah, so, and, uh, go ahead. And what is a personal bucket list item for this year? Uh, to master the flute. To Playing master the flute. The yep, yeah, I play the Native American flute. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, see, folks, you never know what you're going to learn on one of our podcasts, folks. <laughs> yeah. Steve, it's been a pleasure having you on. Folks, if you've been listening to us live or in the recorded version, you know that every time that we have a conversation with you, we leave you with these three words. Make sure that whatever you do between now and the next time we talk with you, make sure that it is healthy, positive, and proactive. We're out of here for today. We've got another podcast coming tomorrow afternoon. We'll be talking with a gentleman out of the United Kingdom. He's going to talk about how COVID is affecting them in the UK. And he's also a slip and fall expert. We're going to talk about a few different things. We've been all around the world this week. Uh, we were in uh, Australia yesterday, uh, northern UP up there today, UK tomorrow. You never know where we'll show up next. So, have a good afternoon.